This is the EPLOG audio experience. हेलो एंड वेलकम टू यट अनदर एपिसोड लॉकडाउन के बीच में जो है मुझे एक बहुत ही खास शख्सियत से मेरी जो है इंट्रोडक्शन हुआ है एंड दैट्स प्रिसाइसली द रीजन आई एम डूइंग द पॉडकास्ट टुडे बिकॉज़ द पॉडकास्ट व्हाट वी आर गोइंग टू डू टुडे इज गोइंग टू बी अ लिटिल स्पेशल अ लिटिल डिफरेंट एंड ऑब्वियसली इफ इट्स गोइंग टू बी अ लिटिल स्पेशल एंड डिफरेंट आई एम नॉट द वन हुज बीइंग द टॉकिंग देयर इज समवन विद अस हु इज अ डियर फ्रेंड ऑफ माइन एंड ट्रस्ट मी हम कभी मिले नहीं है लेकिन इतनी अच्छी बॉन्डिंग हमारी हो गई है और इतने अच्छे हम दोस्त बन चुके हैं और मुझे लगा कि उनकी जो नॉलेज है और उनका जो विजडम है वो हमने हमारे पॉडकास्ट पे शेयर करना चाहिए तो आज जो हम बात करने वाले आज जिसके बारे में हम हमारे गेस्ट से वार्तालाप करने वाले हैं वेल दैट इज अबाउट सस्टेनेबल ट्रैवल बिकॉज ड्यूरिंग लॉकडाउन आई रियलाइज वन थिंग फॉर श्योर दैट नाउ ट्रैवल इज गोइंग टू चेंज वैक्सीन नहीं आता हम तो ट्रैवल कर नहीं पाएंगे लेकिन जब वैक्सीन भी आ जाएगा ना तो इकोनॉमी हमारे देश की इतनी गिर चुकी है सो वी नीड टू हेल्प टू बिल्ड अप आर टूरिज्म आर इकोनॉमी वी नीड टू अपलिफ्ट इट एंड दैट कैन ओनली पॉसिबली स्टार्ट बाय सस्टेनेबल ट्रैवल आल्सो नोन एज जीरो कार्बन फुटप्रिंट्स आल्सो नोन एज रिस्पॉन्सिबल ट्रैवल सो ये सारी चीजें जो हम सुनते आए हैं लेकिन शायद पता है शायद पता नहीं है सो वॉट एवर वो बीच का जो माजर है आज एक शख्सियत है जो हमें ये सब क्लैरिटी देने वाली है सो विथ मी इज ऐश्वर्या Uh, I can call her my friend, though I have a, I have never met her. But she is a wonderful person, and she is. Let me tell you, you know, when you see her, she looks pretty young, but she is way too matured for her age. She runs a company by the name of Travel Dirty, and when you hear that name, don't be too ambitious because there's nothing dirty happening there. But basically, she gives a complete in-depth experience uh, to sustainable tourism, as far as sustainable tourism goes. So you have to dirty your hands in order to travel. like a local so basically that's what she meant i, I think so i'm not sure maybe we can ask her again and she's also starting with her new youtube channel by the name the zebra crossing girl why is it called the zebra crossing girl why is it called travel dirty let's ask the girl herself aishwarya are you there or am i speaking to myself <laughs> i'm right here rohan blushing okay. oh blushing okay <laughs> all right so यू नो ब्लशिंग करते करते बताइए थोड़ा सा अपने बारे में बताइए हम थोड़ा सा एक एक जिस तो हमने दे दिए लोगों को लेकिन क्या करती है आप कहाँ से है आप और ये ट्रैवल डर्टी क्या है ये जरा सबसे पहले हमें ये समझा दीजिए ओके फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल थैंक यू फॉर हैविंग मी ऑन द शो इट्स द फर्स्ट एवर पॉडकास्ट दैट आई एम रिकॉर्डिंग वेरी क्यूरियस टू ऑल्सो सी वट द रिजल्ट इज गोइंग टू बी एंड हाई टू एवरीबडी गोइंग टू बी लिसनिंग टू अर्स आई एम फ्रॉम पुणे and uh, about 2 years ago i started uh, this sustainable and experiential travel venture called travel dirty uh, so even when i was coming up with a name uh, i wasn't sure what i wanted to name it so what i had in mind was that i wanted to start something in the travel sector which hadn't been done before in this way so there i realized that travel was happening in pockets there was uh, something for wildlife something for adventure something for luxury tourism and a lot of these sort of uh, separated types of travel but there was nothing that was wholesome there was nothing that was bringing people together to build communities through responsible tourism so i started wondering what could i name this because i don't know uh, how to uh, give it a name that will give you uh, an idea of what it is going to be and then i thought of the phrase in english 
to get your hands dirty which actually means to participate uh, and in this case it would also literally mean to get your hands dirty and then i said okay travel dirty is the name i want to give my venture so it's a name that will shock you at first like you told me um, like some of the audience may also think it's funny my grandma i remember she'd ask me uh, i show why this name why dirty give it a positive name people will want to come more and uh, i had to tell her that uh, no like this is something you don't understand but i think once you understand the reasoning behind it it will be something that's very interesting for people so that's where the name travel dirty comes from Perfect, Aishwarya. So let me understand a little more about you. Okay, uh, let me ask you by asking a very simple question, yet very deep. Okay, what does travel means to you, Aishwarya? Okay, uh, it's one of those beauty pageant-like questions, right? That you're thrown <laughs> at. Okay, I'm going to try to answer that uh, to the best of my capacity right now. So I think uh, what travel has done for me is uh, is it's helped me grow immensely as a person. So. i think of travel as an incredible teacher because there was there were a lot of things that i was doing academically and according to the plan that i had in mind and i realized that travel was only happening as a hobby on the side but the kind of learning that i got through travel became the most real kind of learning for me it helped me understand how the world works it helped me understand myself better and uh, that's why i'm doing travel dirty as a full time thing right now because nothing else that i was doing in life made as much sense as travel did to me hmm agar main beauty pageant ka judge hota to aapko top 3 mein zarur nominate karta <laughs> thank you <laughs> so what sort of experience you try to give through your company travel dirty so as the name says uh, in the literal sense i make you get your hands dirty how this happens is i take people uh, in small groups from the cities so these are all city folks who work in ac offices corporate sector uh, some of them also are freelancers and want to uh, explore travel in a deeper way so i take them uh, to farms forests villages uh, and what we do is we do elements of community living so we all cook our meals together we meditate we paint sometimes we paint on rocks and leaves and whatever else we can find around uh we uh, engage with the locals so wherever we are going for example uh, our first trip happened to a coastal village called divyagar uh, and divyagar is one of those places it's one of those villages where uh, anyone who's from maharashtra has gone all throughout their childhood uh, we go there we eat modaks we uh, eat fish for non vegetarians uh, we play games at the beach and we think about how beautiful life is and we come back and it's done and dusted for us but what we do through travel dirty is a place like divyagar is also explored in a very different way so uh, we bathed a buffalo we climbed coconut trees and got coconuts down we uh, used cow dung to sort of uh, do the flooring in uh, in the courtyard of the homestay that we were staying at uh, we cooked modaks ourselves with the locals and these are just some of the things so all the things that locals do we sort of participate and we learn from them to really understand what a place is and this is one experience every experience that happens through travel dirty is different uh sometimes we've gone to a forest where there was absolutely no electricity and there was a tribal family living there this was near neral uh, near mathiran 
and the tribal family was completely sustaining themselves uh, using the foods available in the forest and they took us on a forest food walk in the morning and it was pouring this was in june 2018 so it was pouring and they took us on this walk and we were told uh, how to collect some of the seeds what were the edible seeds what were edible plants and they uh, helped us identify these and we collected lots of things and got them back and cooked it for our lunch so experiences like these which uh, help you get your hands dirty and actually experience places and cultures in a much deeper way wow i would love to be a part of one of your trips for sure you know it's it's so different because very recently i was in finland and uh, this is exactly uh, the kind of experience what they give to their tourists Uh, so the forest part they call it as foraging which is extremely popular there but when we talk about uh, foraging here people are absolutely clueless so i'm glad you're taking that initiative and i am really very uh, interested to know more about the stories and how uh, what exactly happens and if there are any interesting stories related to your travel so how how long how old is this uh, travel dirty uh, company uh, travel dirty is only 2 years old so the first trip happened in january 2018 So we are two years and a few months old. Okay, and when was the first trip? Pella trip kahan gaya tha? The first was Divyagar. Okay, okay. And other than Divyagar, what other places do you take your uh, uh, clients? So so far, all our trips have happened in Maharashtra, and the reason for that was because I am from Pune, so I knew Pune and the surroundings and Maharashtra as a state much better than anywhere else in the country. so we've gone to a lot of other coastal villages right from uh, malgund which is near ganpati pule to thal which is near alibag we've gone to forest sometimes we've had survival events so uh, two days of survival in the wilderness where there was absolutely nothing there was just a beautiful dam backwater and we camped we pitched our tents there so everyone was taught how to pitch a tent they were taught how to uh, bring water from uh, the lake how to purify the water how to build a fire how to cook an entire meal just using everything that was available and the basic uh, sort of essentials that we carried with us so all our experiences have been in maharashtra so far this year in april we had a trip planned to spiti spiti valley and uh, thanks to the lockdown that has been indefinitely postponed for now but uh, what i believe is that travel dirty is not just one venture doing one kind of a thing it's an attitude it's a philosophy on travel and in that way it can be replicated and it can be started in any part of the world irrespective of where it is and what the culture is you know i am from maharashtra so i can probably relate to what you're saying but there are a lot of people across the world who is who are listening to you right now okay tell them five interesting things about uh, this particular state which makes the state or which makes the experience different give me five five things which makes maharashtra or the experiences from uh, your company different than anybody else because i have seen i have seen companies who are giving similar kind of experiences but what i really like about you is that i've seen you are uh, doing things and i have known you for a while now and i thought that you know it's high time you know because you are so responsible towards this particular the way people are uh, traveling and sustainable tourism and responsible tourism and you want to promote it in go all out there and, and promote it in the whole way so i want to know the five things which are most unseen which are most untouched by the same time both visiting and what experiencing in maharashtra five things 
Okay, so I think uh, if you ask me about Maharashtra, this is it's a safe a, pitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, it's a great state to start with. Why? Because there's so much diversity. Like we have mountains, we have beaches, we have flatlands, we have farms, we have all the different kinds of uh, geographical varieties that. can be there landscapes of all kinds so that makes it a brilliant place to start with and uh, even we have experimented quite a bit we've uh, had a good combination of all of these but i think what you were asking is also uh, five things that set us apart set travel dirty apart from the other travel ventures and i think uh, i don't know if i'm going to be able to really list down five things but i'll tell you uh, what lies at the core what lies at the core is our uh, absolute belief in uh, living sustainably and making sure that our choices are responsible now this is not just when it comes to travel it is a way of life so uh, on our trips we don't use any processed food we try to not uh, uh, buy or consume any plastic so no trips no participants are provided mineral water they are told that we are going to a small village and this is the water that the locals drink this is the water we are going to drink if some of you are sensitive uh, to Uh, different kinds of like new water then we'll boil it for you but no one's going to buy mineral water at all even the food that we cook all our meals are cooked only with the fresh produce that is available on the farm uh, and some of the produce that we take from pune so a lot of things are carried with us so that we don't have to buy things that come in plastic so in terms of the things that we use like the materials that we use in terms of the discussions that happen so there's a lot of active discussions that we do in the group about responsible behavior towards uh, ourselves towards other people inhabiting the planet and towards the planet itself so uh, we actually sit down and uh, understand what people think about this and make them realize the importance of sustainable responsible tourism uh, so that is another and i think uh, just the fact that we are not doing all of this to just call ourselves cool uh, that okay we are a sustainable venture we all we really really believe in this and i think that is what sort of comes across even through the content that we create and even through all the trips that we've done and that's why uh, there are some people who kept coming back as participants uh, there is a 70 year old uh, kaka tulpure kaka who has sort of become the godfather of travel dirty and he said that if you need money i'm here if uh, i can come for more trips let me come so he's come for about 4 to 5 of our trips already and he can't wait to come back again so that's the kind of uh, impact that we think we want to have on people uh, and uh, we seem to be in the right direction so we are quite motivated interesting interesting what's happening during lockdown with so much of planning and so much of uh, uh, future plans uh, how how do you tackle with the current lockdown and how travel according to you or according to your company is going to be post lockdown have you thought about it are you guys working on it 
Yes, absolutely. So uh, the first couple of weeks, there was some kind of an overwhelming anxiety that uh, we felt as well because we had a lot of plans. Fiti Valley, like I said, was one. But we also had some school camps that we were going to do. We had a big project from the US state government wherein teenagers uh, were going to come here for six weeks to study Hindi. And the entire responsibility of taking them around and uh, exposing them to our culture and to our uh, state was with Travel Dirty and that project got cancelled. So all of our projects that were lined up got cancelled and of course that brought in uh, anxiety in the initial few weeks. But then uh, we thought about it and we said, okay, uh, travel as a need is never going to go away, right? Uh, Even after all of this, especially because people are stuck at home right now, they are going to want to get out and they're going to want to be closer to nature. They're going to want to be in small groups and actually have meaningful experiences, which luckily is exactly what we offer. So we do not have to worry. Luckily, we don't have a lot of overheads, rent and everything. Uh, uh, The phone is our office and social media is where we find our clients. So we said uh, we're in a much better state than a lot of other people who are facing calamities and uh, adversities right now. Uh, So we decided to take the optimistic approach and started thinking of ways uh, we could uh, make ourselves prepared for what was uh, to come for all of us in uh, the new world, right? So some of the things that we're doing uh, is uh, we're doing these interesting series on our social media. So the first series that we did was a a virtual travel series where for 30 days, we invited storytellers from around the globe to send in videos telling us about some of their favorite travel experiences. I have have witnessed that and I was so impressed and I really like this first speaker you introduced. I mean, he was awesome. Who was he? Oh, you're talking about the series you are in. Yes, of course. I'm trying to promote myself. (laughs) I'm talking about a completely different series, uh, Rohan, but we will come to that. Uh, Please talk about myself. (laughs) Okay, let's let's talk about Rohan, guys. So, yeah, the first series, we got videos from Egypt, Zambia, lots of different parts of India, from Canada, Australia, from everywhere else. Then we ran a 10-day series on sustainable tourism because it's one of those terms that is used quite a bit. And we all think we understand it, but we don't really understand it. So we thought we'll make it simple for laymen to understand what sustainable tourism actually is. And so for 10 days, we uh, covered information on the different aspects of sustainable tourism and currently the series that you have been part of is called the travel questers in which we are talking about and writing about 10 people who travel either differently or for very different kind of work. And these people are uh, seekers in a way, seekers of truth, seekers of something more in life. And uh, you are definitely one of them with the rich travel experience that you have uh, with your travel anchoring and uh, as a director as well. That's all I wanted to know. Okay, the podcast is over. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us something about your stories. I'm sure, you know, two years of travel through your company, I'm sure you must have gone through a lot of, you must have experienced so many wonderful stories. Share with us a couple of them, please. 
I think I would like to start with one that isn't so positive. So uh, recently in January, uh, we had a survival event. And like I said, we were camping in the wild. So this was near Panshet. We had, uh, so what happens is uh, before deciding where the experience is going to take place, uh, there's a lot of research that goes into it. Uh, there's a visit that has to happen to see uh, who are we going to be associated with, uh, the locals who will uh, we'll be working with, who will be helping us out, uh, where we'll be staying and a lot of other things. Right. So I had gone with another friend of mine for this recce trip that we do uh, and we saw that okay there's this uh, beautiful lake and uh, there's trees uh, on the banks of it and it seems like a beautiful place to camp let's do this but let's look for some locals here uh, who will tell us more whether we are allowed to do camping here and if we need food if we need something else then they will sort of be our go-to people so we found one family and they said that it's fine we don't know whose property that is but you can do it there seemed to be no name on uh, or no ma uh, marks that were uh, sort of done there to tell us it was a private property and so uh, a week later i took a group of 10 to 11 people for our camping experience now uh, we went there we set up our camp set up our tents uh, cooked lunch went for a swim in the backwaters and we were having a terrific time at night around the bonfire someone asked me so you've been doing so many trips has there uh, been a time when something has gone wrong uh, do you have an embarrassing memory from uh, one of your travel dirty trips? And I said, you know what? Luckily, nothing has ever gone wrong. And five minutes after I completed my sentence, we heard someone calling out, hey, who's there? Like this was happening in Marathi. So, And uh, we said, okay, okay, guys, quiet down. And I called out and I said, okay, we're coming to talk to you. So with two, three other participants, I went looking for the person who had called us when we went there there was a very angry looking man who had a stick in his hand and he was looking extremely suspicious and he said what are you doing here who are you people and we said uh, okay uh, we, this is like i told him a little bit about the company and uh, i told him what we were doing and i said okay let us come talk to you so we went and he was extremely angry and he said, how dare you do this? Do you know uh, you need to take permission? It's my property. And he went on and on and on. And he was angry enough that he was going to kick us out. So uh, mm -hmm. I think in moments like these is when you have to stay, stay extremely calm. You have to understand where that person is coming from and that it's not completely their fault. It was private property or forest property and we did not know about it. The first time we'd gone, we couldn't have checked because we, the people that we asked, they didn't know either. And uh, we spent one hour negotiating with him, telling him that there was no alcohol, no non-witch food, and we were completely responsible. He could come and talk to everyone in the group and actually sit with us. And we would like to know more about the area from him. But uh, it was like a reality check. It was a, a, a wake up call to be more responsible when these kind of planning uh, happens as well. So that was one thing. And the thing is that when people understand that there's one small little girl who's running the show, most of the people I'm dealing with are men. So there's also that kind of... Uh, are you an, in, a small little girl? 
I look like a small little girl. So uh, yes, I am calling myself that. But no, what I mean is like it's extremely daunting and it's extremely intimidating that you have to deal with men and they don't understand that uh, someone from the city, uh, a girl who looks very young could be doing something like this. So uh, I have to uh, be prepared for such situations and I have to keep telling myself that uh, I have to stay calm and learn how to be diplomatic and learn conflict resolution um, along with all the other travel related skills that uh, I need as well. So that is one Uh, experience. You know, what you're doing is uh, extremely encouraging and I'm sure that a lot of people uh, after this podcast or after your show, watching your show, they will look up to you. It's not about uh, how young or how old you are. It's about how well you handle the situation. So all said and done, I think you're doing a pretty good job. What happened exactly? So was he still angry? Was he like calm? Did, he, did you guys calm him down? Or he actually eventually uh, kicked you out of, <laughs> out of his property? What happened? <laughs> uh, at one point in the conversation, we realized that there is one uh, thing that always works and that's money. And we realized that uh, he was leaning towards that and I did not want the participants to be affected by this uh, because we just could not have left. It was 11 p.m. at night and we had to stay there and I needed my participants to feel safe and secure. So I spoke to him uh, and I asked him what it would take for us to just spend the night there because we were going to leave the next morning anyway. And so, yeah. We had to bribe him, gave him some money. And so funnily, he had told us that there were crocodiles and it was very unsafe. There were leopards that came. And once he got the money, uh, there were no crocodiles, no leopards, and we were safe. So that's how the story ended. How much did you pay him? Uh, Not too much. Somewhere around, I think, uh, 2000 or something like that. It's pretty economical. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But the thing is that when you're planning a trip, uh, you're budgeting for everything. And uh, it wasn't so much about the money as it was about the attitude that we felt and the anger and wrath that we felt uh, at 11 p.m. at night, which is unnerving. And uh, it it scares me because I feel like the experience is going to get spoiled. And that is something so sacred and so pure that uh, I was only afraid that I didn't want that to get spoiled. But you need to understand uh, something, Aishwarya. Not every experience needs to be glossy and beautiful, huh? You know, you may, you know, this kind of this kind of uh, embarrassing situations or uh, crazy moments can also make your experience uh, really interesting. You know, maybe not at that point of time, but maybe you know, uh, one year or two years down the line, when you look at it and we're like, wow. So today you have a story to share. You know, the first story I asked you, and you yeah. shared this particular story, which was not a very pleasant experience. So you know, it was an experience, right? This is also an experience, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. So everything is good. Everything is good. Tell me something. You are uh, you have been a solo traveler, okay? And uh, there are a lot of women who are coming out and who are traveling all by themselves. And uh, we have interviewed a couple of them here on our podcast. Uh, how's how how's life different when you're traveling all by yourself? Because I am not at all a solo traveler. I get bored. I get bored of being alone. I feel very lonely. So I need people around me. Whether it is my crew, whether it is my family, whether it is my friends. So how does it goes to you? You're a solo traveler. Share some insight on that, please. Uh, So it's an interesting process. I wouldn't say that the first trip, the first solo trip that I ever went on was a blast and it was just all rosy after that. It's a process. I started with a one day trip. 
not even an overnight trip i said okay let me try baby steps right anything whenever you're starting anything baby steps is what is the wisest thing to do to just slowly test the waters uh, so i went on a one day trip and i got followed by a person for a little bit but overall it was a beautiful experience this was uh, to chitradurga fort in karnataka so i was visiting a friend in bangalore and uh, while i was there i said uh, i really really feel like i want to start solo travel so the first step maybe is just going to be this one day so i took a bus from bangalore and went to chitradurga fort which is about 2 hours from the city and uh, the entire day i was exploring the fort and the ruins there i had a guide all to myself and it was really nice because because i didn't have friends with me my companion was my travel guide and then i got a deeper sort of insight into his life as a tourist guide and uh, lots of stories about the place but also about his life from him uh, and then i came back and then i said okay i feel that went great so the next step could be a, an overnight trip and so i went to ajanta elora from pune uh, so these uh, the, the the caves are near aurangabad uh and i also had a brilliant time there funnily uh, i've always felt that when i do solo travel the universe just seems to step up and put the kindest strangers in my path who will go out of their way to help me and uh, why i'm saying this is when i also visited ajanta elora while coming back from ajanta uh, there was a bus shivneri which is uh, um, just assigned to doing this trip from aurangabad to ajanta and i was the only passenger on that bus and uh, along with the uh, driver and the helper that was there and of course because i was alone i was apprehensive of getting on the bus all by myself but just the vibe that i got from them i felt safe i got on the bus and a while later they asked me if i had had lunch and they when i said no they said okay then we are going to stop at a dhaba and it was in august so it was cloudy it was beautiful and we sat there they waited for me to have lunch and i uh, ordered uh, uh dal and rice for myself i sat uh, overlooking the farm had my lunch and they waited for me and then they brought me safe back to aurangabad so this is just one story every time i have done solo travel there's been multiple stories of people men women everyone who've just been so kind so generous they've uh, offered me food they've uh, dropped me to places and i've just had the best experience but uh, what i will also say rohan is that uh, solo travel is not something that you can just uh, do very lightly especially as a girl and in a country like india uh i have had very good experiences but there were a lot of times when things could have also gone wrong so i don't just advise everyone to start doing it mindlessly so uh what needs to be done is you need to plan really well and you also need to listen to your instinct you need to listen to this voice inside you that will tell you whether or not uh you need to do something at some point of time and then the regular like the common sense of not uh walking down narrow lanes uh, late at night not stepping out so much late at mm. night all by yourself so uh, there's this sense of uh, safety and uh, we all have that survival instinct so there is a voice 
inside that's telling us what's right what's not and where to draw the line and i think it's very important to befriend this voice and listen to it more often well rightly said so what is your voice what is the voice inside you telling you right now while doing the podcast i would love to hear that voice <laughs> I feel uh, extremely comfortable talking about travel. I think it's great when you get an opportunity to go back and reflect on the travels that you've done, moments that you've had and that time of course you were feeling a lot of feelings and it's only when you've uh, actually done a lot of things after that is when you can look back and look at the learnings from all of this. So thank you for giving me this opportunity. I'm having a great time. No, no, no. The pleasure is all mine. Let me tell uh, all my listeners that uh, I haven't met Ashwarya, but we happened to speak a couple of times, and she got she reached out to me for one of her interviews and one of the initiatives uh, which the company took. And I thought that her story was worth sharing, was uh, worth inspiring others, and that's precisely one of the main reasons why she's here today. And uh, what amazing stories! And it's very important because travel is going to be different, right? You also believe that, right? After the lockdown, after COVID nineteen. Yeah. Yes, how absolutely. how different uh, uh, how do you see travel uh, in general not just about your company but in general how how do you see that it's going to change now i think international travel particularly is going to be quite affected people are going to be very very careful uh, and they won't just easily travel to newer countries uh, so at least for the next one year i think people will be safer they'll want to play safe and they will want to explore their country Uh, and go somewhere closer to home with their own people it could be friends it could be family uh, people who they trust and with companies or by themselves properties where they trust so uh, what i think is that there is a lot of scope for sustainable responsible tourism happening closer to our homes in smaller villages in homestays and on farm stays so i think people need these quality time basically and people need time to connect with nature because one thing that we've all learned during this uh, lockdown is that we're just stuck in our homes uh, amongst four walls and we want to be closer to nature that is a human need that we don't really understand very often but i think people are going to i would like to believe that people are going to be more responsible towards the planet uh, towards uh, other people they're going to be more humble they're going to be kinder to each other and yeah that is something i would like to believe mm-hmm. that's a, that's a good way to think and that's precisely what everybody's thinking ashwarya thank you so much for coming along and sharing your stories it was wonderful having you all the best with your uh, zebra crossing girl and uh, travel dirty and uh, we we want to see more of you we want to see how it goes and we want you to come back again and share different stories maybe stories post lockdown that would be interesting what do you think yes absolutely i can't wait to come back with real time travel stories uh, so that i don't have to keep going back to the older ones so i look forward to coming back to your podcast and uh, your show once again thank you again for having me i had a great time chatting with you and uh, good luck to all of you guys anything any one last thing you would like to convey to our listeners any any last uh, anything anyhow Uh what I would like to say is that guys uh I know the situation is difficult right now we are all uh, feeling a lot of things and uh there's a lot of uncertainty everywhere around us but you have to believe that the world is going to be wonderful once again 
and you have to stay true to being positive try to do a lot of things that you can for yourself to stay motivated and uh, think of yourself but also about everyone around you human or other creatures and think about the planet and i hope you're responsible uh, so stay safe stay happy and uh, stay well That's wonderful. Thank you so much. I hope you all have enjoyed Aishwarya while she shared her stories of her travel dirty experiences with her. If you want to hear our podcast again, well we are available on EP Log, Spotify and uh, Gana Savan and lots of other. Well, I'll put it in the bio. You can also DM us at uh, EP Log Media. Okay? Dalaka, Mantri, Sala Jawala.